Welcome, everybody. Rump chat. Thank you. Thank you. I'm playing The Cure right now for a reason, because tonight here, we're at Brewster Street Ice House, the downtown location here in Corpus Christi, Texas. And tonight's uh, band they're having tonight is called Boys Don't Cry, Tribute to The Cure. Which I know those four guys back there eating crawfish right now. They love The Cure. They look like the big Cure guys. <laughs> the Hunter Cure Band. Yeah, don't, don't, beat, don't beat us up, please. Sorry for ruining your guys' lunch, but... Anyway, welcome to Rump Chat Live. Day number three. Day number three, WCRA, World Champions Rodeo Alliance. Um, we're very excited to be here. It's been a great night of uh, two nights of, of action. Um, you know, let's just get right into our guest. Yep. Uh, very, very happy to have this guy on and a very cool thing. Um, not only four-time champion bareback rider of the world, but also a newly inducted in the pro rodeo hall of fame mr bobby moat welcome buddy thank you 2020 that's, that's awesome hall of famer i want to start off with that what's what i mean what's that feel like that you're going to be you're you know you're enshrined for forever with some um, of the with the greats in the with the greatest in the game yeah no it's it's cool i was i was super surprised when they called um it was uh i almost didn't take the call like it was a the number of the call and i was you saw colorado springs right, yeah yeah my my knee jerk when i get a call from colorado springs is don't answer <laughs> you're fined up with a payoff correction or something yeah, yeah no so anyways and they they told me and it was but i've also been prank called a lot too so yeah still, there were a few of them who were on the committee who voted for it that spoke up that i know that it was probably legit well and i get the prank call thing because i don't know if i've told this on rump chat before but a couple years ago i got a phone call from uh my old high school in fairfield high school i got a phone call and it says the athletic director and he said that they were going to retire my football jersey at halftime at homecoming <laughs> so i flew home from red bluff california i had red bluff and it got over on sunday and then auburn started friday uh or saturday it was a saturday sunday so i flew home for the friday football game and uh they told me to wear something nice and they're gonna do this whole deal so i buy a suit coat and a tie and i get to uh i fly into wichita kansas and i get to my old high school and it's homecoming weekend but guess what i'm not getting my there's no dinner they're not retiring my jersey nothing happened i just showed up and everyone's like what are you doing here why are you so dressed up and uh then i flew back to red bluff so uh yeah that who uh, did it a uh, couple really crummy high school kids um i can't yeah, release their names right now that's awesome due to the pending lawsuit but <laughs> man, them little no good children really got me there so i understand like the the prank calls especially yeah. in rodeo that's not something you prank call though that's rude well also but he, you had to know though i mean you've won the world four times yeah, I mean, you, you went the NFR, I don't know, 16, 17, 30 times. Well, 15. <laughs> 15, yeah. my bad. Sorry, yeah. didn't do my research. It's rum chat. But um, you'd had, in the back of your head, you, you you had to know. I mean, it was probably coming. You don't want to be that way. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. I hope I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, that's. Waiting I, on the phone call. Got my phone right well, here. <laughs> I mean, you're, you've got to think you've got to retire first. Is, but No, it was it was exciting, and I'm I'm super honored pleased to 
be considered for it. We're actually not inducted yet. So I'm sorry. Sorry, you've been selected to be inducted. Well, I just want to say that details. I see somebody out there in our audience that would probably spell check that correct. In fact, we have a fact checker. We actually have several tables of fact checkers. Yeah, down there. So we're going to have to be careful what we say. Uh, That's all right. This is rump chat that you can't fact check nonsense. No, we. We lie a lot on this show. We can say whatever we want. Oh, uh, cool. Have you started preparing anything you're going to say at the end? Because like, Man, I now that it's televised, cry. the induction. You like, don't cry. Yeah. I, said, oh, I get cares? choked up. You're, I'm a crier too, Bobby. Oh. I love that. Yeah, I get all. I get. I get too sentimental and choked up. Well, you, you should though. I mean, you've sacrificed. Yeah. We were talking about this yesterday with another world champion, uh, Bareback Rider, one of our WCRA judges, uh, Mark Gomes. You know how much you sacrifice, you know, rodeoing for 20 plus years, you know, like you did. Um, and but to have that, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what words I'm trying. I'm trying to put a word to it and it's not coming to my head. Well, but, when you're but passionate have, about something. Yeah. When you're when you're passionate about something, then when you talk about it, like it stirs those feelings up. Right. Well, so, yeah. Roy Williams, uh, who was a basketball coach at Kansas University of Kansas and in North Carolina, said when when you lose and you cry or if you win and you cry you're supposed to because if you love that sport and you have the passion and the drive and what you've put into it you should be emotional when something happens and i've always i agree with that 100 percent. i'm a little over emotional because i cry sometimes when I listen to Sarah McLaughlin or, you know, that's a whole other thing. I never got that emotional when I won. I got maybe emotional when I didn't win. I didn't handle that as good, but. But even, even, even after you get your, you go out on the stage, you get your gold buckle. It's like a whole year of travel and heartache and hurt. And it just, does it just not come over you? Like, my God, I did it. Even your first one. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about when I won my first one is, so the year before, I, in the 10th round, I, it comes down to the 10th round, and if I get a score, I win the average and win the world. And I'm just like, that ain't good enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear them out. I'm going to win the round, win the average, win the world. You know, And I spur over this horse's neck, get bucked off, hung up, get my shafts kicked off. Gary Rempel has to rope the horse, and I didn't want to ball cry out you know just crawl out of their arena i felt this big so then the next year like i'm just like so focused and like nothing was going to get in my way of winning it and came down to the 10th round had to win the 10th round had uh, uh the bareback course of the year that year alleyways of kessler's was 88 and a half win the round win the world then you go in the gym you do all your media stuff you and you you go out and you get your buckle, or I guess you get your buckle and then you go um, at the, at the close of the perf. And then you go to the gym, do your media stuff. You come out and there's forklifts and stuff in your hand. They're taking them down. You go in the locker room and they're doing keg stands yeah, and whatever else is going on. Everybody's, in the locker everybody's room. fighting each but other. But they're talking about when they're going to Denver and Odessa. Yeah. And, and in the, it, it, it hit me like we're all tied at zero. Like I was here for that long from the time from uh, when I got off, so I got my buckle till I went and I did my interviews and now we're all tied at zero. And so then the later I got in my career, like it was a gut check every time you would start the next year and you'd say, do I got enough gas in the tank to do whatever it takes? Well, I can't even imagine being a bareback rider because I know like 
even as a rodeo clown and and Hambone as a sound guy, we we talk about that a lot. Like we're at the NFR and you know, uh, Hambone does stuff with the NFR. We do rum chat at the NFR. I got my parties at Boyd Gaming. But when the NFR gets over, you're like, oh my god, what a great year! And you go home for Christmas, and then and like two weeks later, not even you're on your way to Denver. Yes, you're, it you're happens. Exact, I remember one time we were at a party at the MGM, and Trevor uh, Brazil was there. And said, hey, congratulations, one of his, I don't know, 36 world titles or whatever it is. And, you know, see you in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. You're right. That, that, when you say that, that does put it in perspective. Is like, yeah, because you're already entering Denver. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it would just depend on where your goals were. Like, but for me, I wanted to win more than one. And so it wasn't like I was done, right? And so I think back to your original question about being – um, in the Hall of Fame, like that's some, that's that's sort of a an end to that chapter, I think. Well, and you know, I want to say this about you, Bobby. I, I was around you a lot, and you didn't know me because as a low to mid level employee with the Butler and Son Rodeo Company, <laughs> so I was around Bobby Moat quite a bit, like a lot, and he, you know, they were pretty cool, so they didn't really hang out with the the chubby kid loading Bronx, but the one thing I always liked about Bobby Moat. He never, like when you say you didn't like it when you didn't win, you didn't really, when you won, you were happy. But when you didn't, you weren't really that upset. You were pretty, I always felt like one thing about watching you, you were always pretty even keel. You never, you never kicked the buck and shoots. You never got upset. I did too. I had Zinger. Oh, I had, I had Zinger. I had Zinger at the, at the NFR and I got, I'm um, in the back. So, one of the first years I go to uh, uh, Greeley, I got this horse who's some colt. Like like always, you got some colt. You know what it is. I I was rodeoing with Clint Corey. Benny, what's what's such and such? I don't remember what it was. And he's oh, it's a good just a jump kicker, whatever. So that's this, what every stock contractor. <laughs> yeah, high wither nice horse. Looks like a some sort of pre prehistoric animal. And, <laughs> And just, I'm talking, just yanks the corn out of me and jerks me down. I get bucked off. I come back there. Benny is in his polyester pants and gives me a dollar. Like all the guys around there, gives me a dollar. Thanks for coming big and making my horse look good. And here he gives me this dollar. And I'm talking like, I'm still mad about it. (laughs) And so. Let's call him. right. Right. So, so then. I'm at the finals and it's the three pin. Okay, so I'm back there and in the alley and I'm putting my rigging on this horse, this zinger, and nine twenty-eight. Right, yeah, nine twenty-eight. <laughs> and We've I'm like, Rhett, what is this, man? He's just like, honestly, he's just like, he's missed pin. He should probably be in the two pin, which is like the better to ride pin. I'm like, no way. He's just like, yeah, he's in the three pin. The three pin is like the horses right below the eliminator. So they're a little hard to ride, but they're not that scary, right? But the 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 hoppers, you know, that's what um, they're like a day off. Well, if you have one of those in the three pin, like generally your odds of winning just went way up, and you won't be icing right after, right? And so he tells me this, and so I'm just like, I go back to the locker room after I put my rigging on them, and I get a dollar out of my pocket and I put it, fold it up, and I put my vest. <laughs> I have this all planned out. I'm going to beat this horse down. I'm going to get off. I'm going to give Benny his dollar back. And this horse just beats me nine ways from Sunday. And I mean, all I can do to stay on him. And I 
get off and I'm like 68 points or something. And I, I think the horse got them all. And I come walking back and I'm so, I'm just fuming. And they got this thing with expanded metal, looks like a table leaning up in the corner on the, on the right side out gate. And I, I walk out that gate and I'm just like, I'm keeping my composure while I'm in the arena. And I walk out and I just kick that thing as hard as I can. And I turn around and right there on the back of the bucket shoots is the camera, the ESPN camera at the time. It's like <laughs> right on me. Yeah. Well, everybody saw it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then all year long, how's your toe, you know, and whatever, you know, everybody, but I mean, so then it made me think that probably don't throw a fit when there's a camera around. You know, the good thing about getting Zinger to the NFR, that was the only rodeo that he wouldn't get turned out of. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't no joke. Zinger, Zinger was in the draw at Austin this year. Was he really? Yeah, I had a, the funniest thing I was standing back My, there. Really? Yeah. And he, what year would this have been, Bobby? And Zinger, Zinger was around in the uh, like 2004. He oh was around, but well, he was around for pretty much my whole career. Like he, he was, was always in there. Yeah, somewhere. because he was born in 1999. Yeah. So because he's 928. Okay. The last number is his birth year. Yeah. So he was born yeah, so in 99. He would know. He's 23, but he's probably only had a total of 10 trips in his life. <laughs> That's why he bucked so long. <laughs> yeah. this, this kid came up to me at Austin, and uh, he goes. You know where I could find Rhett Butler? I said, "Yeah, I'm Rhett Butler. What do you need?" <laughs> he goes, "This is a young kid." He goes, "I've got 928 Zinger." I'm like, "You do?" <laughs> I'm like, "Do you not have the internet?" <laughs> and he uh, Zinger was around before the internet. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> yeah. Zinger was from the Nokia phone days, the blue ones. Blackberries. Yeah, yeah. But this kid got on Zinger. But Zinger bucked. You know that the uh, the record at Elk City Rodeo of Champions, Royce Ford and Zinger, ninety two points. Mm-hmm. So I heard about it every year when it come time to pick horses for the final. What about <laughs> Royce? Yeah, it's like you can't keep bringing him based on one trip. Royce, <laughs> Royce and Zinger were a good match. <laughs> yeah, they both looked terrible before and after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love so, Royce. Do you ever oh. look back and like, and the thing that's cool about you is when you've retired, you're not doing what every bareback rider does. And that's move to Weatherford, Texas and start building fence. Like you, you are. <laughs> well, he's close. <laughs> he's Steve. You build fence? He's Stephenville. No. Okay. No, okay. I live in Lano. I live Lano, in Lano. Lano. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. So kind of out of the frame. Lano. You went to, you, but I lived in Stephenville for about. Four years. There you go. Everybody. So I'm even, not completely wrong. Even right. people Lando, that don't leave in Stephenville live in A little bit nicer in Lando. <laughs> Just a yeah. little. Uh, but, like, do you ever and, – and you're you're still giving back for what you are doing as the president uh, and all the stuff that you do here. But do you ever, like, sit back? Because I had that happen last week when I was in Hayesville, Kansas, which was a small rodeo. I was watching the Bulldog, and I haven't ran a steer for a while. But even the, you know, I looked at that man. I kind of missed that, you know. Not that I was great. I beat Jeff Miller in high school once, but you know that's a. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that in a minute. minute. We'll get to uh, that in a minute. I don't even hardly remember it, but it's at Topeka, Kansas, and the steers number is fifty three. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, we'll get to that in a but minute. Do you ever, do you ever look back when they're putting on them Reagans and everybody's stretching out and cracking them binds off? You ever that man? One more. Yeah, I mean. Not just to get on one, but I mean, like, I like the big situations. Like, I would love to come back here tomorrow night. Like, like that I could get up for. Going to 
Toppenish, Washington, when you don't really want to be there mm-hmm. to win 800, I really wasn't ever that excited about anyways. And I never really just wanted to go get on bareback horses just to go get on them either. Unless I was riding bad and needed to practice for something or crack out a new rigging and just didn't have any confidence in it, I didn't get on practice horses. And so I wasn't like the guy that was just going to go get on for the sake of getting on. But I, I wanted, my whole thing was I wanted to win. Like I, I saw that I could do good at this and um, I enjoyed the, the, the challenge. I enjoyed, you know, coming back in the, in the big situations. So like the last place that I rode, I didn't know it was the last place I was going to ride. I made it to the final round in Houston. I had a, what was a younger horse uh, that was supposed to be really good. And she had just had a so-so day. And uh, if, if I was going to draw it up, I would have picked something big like Houston, you know, and had the best horse and won first and then been like, like that. But it didn't, it didn't work out like that. Like I left there every time my whole career, as soon as I would leave, I was thinking about what I needed to do better, where I was going, how I was going to prepare for it, just like like breathing. And then I was leaving Houston and I was driving home and I didn't have, so at the time, because of the stuff with the ERA, I didn't have my card. And it was pretty much out of open rodeos that I could go to. The um, world's toughest had turned into PRCA rodeos, so I couldn't go to those anymore. And Houston was the last invitational at the time that there was and there wasn't anything else. And so I'm just driving back. I'm just like, I guess that's it. Really? Yeah. So Just like that. You know, uh, but honestly, like, Hambo and I, of all the people we've interviewed, it seems like so many times with the rough stock. Like, who were we talking about yesterday? Mark Gomes said he did that. Uh, that happened with J.W. Hart, or not J.W. Hart, J.W. Harris. Harris. He did the same thing. There's been several guys that were uh, BJ Schumacher. I think that was, I think Houston was the last time I I remember him saying he he was putting his hand in the rope and he goes, and he was telling me afterwards, he goes, I didn't want to nod my head. So that's bad, especially in any rough stock, let alone mm -hmm. the bull riding. Well, I think that it happens a lot in rough stock where when it's time to be over, you don't have a retirement tour where you say, I'm going to enter until December and then be done because who else have we talked to? There's been a lot of people in the rough stock that have told us, well, we were headed there and decided, you know what? We're done. Well, I didn't have any, there wasn't any waning in me before I nodded my head. I mean, it was just after when I'm packing my bag up, just kind of going through my routine. Like, what am I going to do next? And I didn't have anything. And so like, if I didn't have a chance to go and win and compete on a big stage against a good, it wasn't like I was going to go amateur rodeo. I didn't love bareback courses, riding bareback courses just to go get the hell beat out of me. I wanted to go beat the best guys. That was the last chance I had to do it. And so that was two years after the last time I went to the NFR was the worst NFR I had. I went and I had a, I had a nerve, I had a bone spur in my neck and it was pinching a nerve. And every time my head would go back, my free arm would go numb. And I oh, had that oh. same surgery once before at a lower, a lower, uh, vertebrae. And I, instead of getting it fixed before the NFR, they kind of talked me out of it and they said, well, we'll just give you these, um, is uh prednisone Drugs. and shots and stuff and i i could have ate this microphone i was on so much prednisone and you it didn't, and it didn't help yeah i'm just like at the end of the day when the nerves getting pinched you know all yeah. the anti-inflammatories in the world won't do you any good and so i went and the last time i went to the nfr i didn't ride anywhere near like i should have and, and it wasn't it was, fun it wasn't fun and it it made me mad but then you know because of all the other stuff that was going on i couldn't go back you know, and so 
like for me, I, well, I went and got it fixed and then I was riding better in 16 and 17 than I was for the, probably the year or two before that. And so I didn't feel like I had lost anything. I just felt like I didn't have any more hills to climb really. And, and at the same time, the opportunity to, uh, work for, uh, the McKinney family at Reliance Ranches, which is also kind of tied into what we're doing here with WCRA presented itself. And so you know, the last thing I want to do is be one of those hanger honors. Yeah. Like, like the guy, I had to work, you know, way harder at the end of my career to be good than I did at the beginning. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't want to be the guy that was just like, that guy used to ride good. It's like when, it's like the best bareback course of my era was uh, Spring Fling. And Spring Fling was like, Flying five. Was, was unbelievable when she was in her prime. And then, she got hurt and mismanaged, I would say, a little bit. And I just said that, but uh, just went beyond her prime, right? And so then guys are getting on her that shouldn't even be able to warm her up and ride her. And so then somebody new comes on the scene and said, what about that horse, that spring fling? Well, I heard she was good, but she's like an 18. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Because there were I saw guys do that. And so you overstay your, you know, your time. <laughs> You know, I didn't want to be that. And so it was just, it was just time for me. Rodeo definitely, uh, in, in any sport, but obviously it's, it, this is our sport, but it really chews guys up and spits them out. I mean, think about it. I mean, us think of guys the, that the turnover. the turnover. Yeah. Especially in the bareback riding. Cause what I compare bareback riders are like the running backs in the NFL. I mean, you, you went a long time. Mm-hmm. I think is because your build, I think you could take the the harder jerkins better. But then on the other side, look at right now, Will Lowe. You know, guy gets divorced and is riding awesome. You know, I mean, he really, he's for for his age, he's he's riding really good. But um, but that's what I didn't want him to say about me. For your age, you're riding good. Well, there you so go. What, what do you think? I wanted to be here or I didn't want to be here. What do you there. think the peak age? If you walk you, away walking. Yeah, <laughs> if you right. would say this age is where you start dropping off and bareback riding, what age would that be? I I've rode better at the end of my career than I did at the beginning. I got stronger. I got smarter. That's what Tilden said I mean, too. I just, Tilden's a, yeah. I'm I really mean, good. I I think that uh, for one, when you're younger, you don't put the work in that you should because you don't think you you don't have, you don't think you have to. You don't know what you're missing either. Like if I could ever go back and talk to myself again, I'd say you get your ass in the gym, you know, two hours a day now, even though you don't feel like you need to, and you would be better. I would have been probably 15 pounds stronger and, and, and way better off because of it. But, you know, I was better at the end of my career. I think when I was 40, when I was 37, 38, 39, 40, I think I rode my best. See, that is, that is a, I would think that would be a great number to get to, to, to work that Especially hard riding bareback get. horses yeah come on i mean literally the what's the average length of a bareback riding career probably six to eight years yeah i mean i think i was fortunate though um i learned how to ride bareback horses from clint Corey. Clint Corey went to the nfr 18 times yeah and so picking the style that you that you choose has a lot to do with your longevity too and you had a good group that you rodeoed with. see that's mm-hmm. what i was a uh, point i wanted to make <clears throat> i think from the outside, you guys were kind of on the the leading edge of taking care of your bodies, working out, taking care of your mind. 
you know, and it was kind of funny because you had the lion's pride, you know, the quote unquote, but it was Jason Havens, Ryan Gray, and you. Um, and then you had the wolf pack. You had Royce, mm-hmm. Tom McFarlane, uh, <laughs> Will Lowe, and Wes Stevenson. I just saw Wes and Guyman. It was great to see him doing great. But anyway, so it was kind of, uh, you know, two opposite sides. It's like when we had J.B. Mooney and, and Sage Kimsey yeah. on, mm-hmm. you know, both badass, just two different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you guys, two too. Two totally you know? different ways. That was a great. That was a great era of bareback riding. It really was. There was a lot of really good bareback riding. Kind of like from right Oregon. now. I think right now. Yeah, from the Northwest. You got to be yeah. from the Northwest back then if you wanted to ride barebacks good. But um, I think you guys, in my opinion, of course, that was kind of when I was coming of age, but you guys were the first of taking care of mind, body, and soul, really, you know, rather than let's do, let's go party. And, Dip and you know, snuff, drinking beers, staying up all night. Mm-hmm. fighting people driving minivans that being said did you have any fun rodeoing <laughs> we had we had a good time no, i'm just kidding we had a good time but we didn't we didn't party yeah no. you guys weren't very wild not no offense no, no i mean if i've seen if, ryan greg get wild if we had a few days to blow off steam we would do you know we would have fun you guys so would we, stop we getting, had here's the thing we had business. fun all day every day when we were driving places speaking of prank calls i mean those guys were like um, they were always when we're driving, they're prank calling, they're thinking of ways to jack with somebody. Like, hey, they had, we had more fun at other people's expenses, and they didn't even realize that they were they were a part of it. I never saw Jason Haven smile. Oh, well, he yeah, was a he's blast. a funny, he's the funniest guy ever. But he, he can do it with a he's completely dry, and he's the same today. And Ryan's the same way. Yep, Ryan I Ryan know. could tell you uh the most crazy lie and make you believe it and never he's so good ryan yeah. is so good-hearted like yeah. you would have to believe ryan we we love we went you on shouldn't. vacation yeah, we went ryan. to the cayman islands with him, yeah, you him and Lacey. Him. but um yeah but uh, the videos you guys would make even that was kind of early uh, before it's you know you well, would post to a youtube nobody youtube back then we had we had a camcorder yeah and then we'd have to put the tape in the mail and then send it and then somebody would edit it and then post it to YouTube. I mean, that was ahead of its time. And those prior videos, I still, I, I saw somebody yesterday said, Oh, we watch your videos all the time. So those are old, but it was fun. You know, I mean, we did, we had a good time, but it was, it was a business for us. Yeah, we we're exactly. all, we we're yep. all married and we all, if we had days off, we went home, we took care of ourselves and we took care of business and, and that was a good environment and it was easy to, one one year when we were rodeoing, we um we went back through um everything, all of our entry books and stuff, and we went to one rodeo that one of us didn't place at. What rodeo was that? With Cheyenne. <laughs> that, that year, one that was the only rodeo that we went to that that at least one of us didn't win money at. Do you wow. still have those books? Somewhere, yeah, yeah. Those I, I used to keep really good records, and then when we started getting iPhones, we started getting callbacks on you know emails and stuff. Then I didn't keep them as good, but I used to write down everything. Yeah. Can you imagine like today's rodeo guy that wants to go rodeo and you get a, I'm on for some reason. I get a text message at about six 30 every morning. And do you guys get those two openings and closings? How That's very convenient important. would that be? Oh yeah. yeah. That's nice. Cause you always used to hear, Oh, I forgot books. Miss the book. Miss the book. Miss the books. Yeah, I mean, there's no or, oh, certainly. Yeah, no, I mean, my, I, my first thing I would do in the morning was I would, you know, I, it wasn't enough to look at the short listings in the business journal. You call Procom, you know, 
and and you know what closes today and you would look too because odds of the operator being wrong is decent well and, yeah. and, with, the, <laughs> and with the wcra that's pretty cool you were here you were actually first out the first night and the team were open yeah which yeah, that was wasn't awesome. cool yeah <laughs> it's cool to see you roping I, I i i think that's awesome it's a it's kind of a testament to hey you know what i love rodeo and i'm retired from bareback riding but i ain't going nowhere and and you've been roping for a long time even when you're riding bareback horses you were sponsored by uh a rope company wasn't you mm -hmm. yeah i remember seeing that going bobby moat can rope yeah, yeah i love can. i mean well that, most every day that's what i do so we train rope horses um that's part of my role at reliance ranches and so do you have now, one for five thousand dollars or less please do you no. do you love roping as much as you like riding bareback horses? Worth the shot. Well, here's the thing about roping is I get to do it a lot more often, and you don't have to tape. And up it doesn't hurt. As I, don't much. Have, I don't have to ice my elbow when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and I get to compete at as high a level as I want. You know, pretty often, and so it's sort of like when I was done riding bareback horses, like. You hear about the NFL football players when they're done and they go through depression and they're kind of a mess for a little while. I felt like that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, because there's, there's something that you've been getting this adrenaline rush and this fix for so long. And not, not only is your whole routine sort of messed up, but you're not getting that. And so, um, roping helps a lot with, with that. And, and so I've gotten into, they have these rope horse fraternities, which is a big deal for me now. And so, um, it really fits the program that I'm in and you get to go. I know it's like, I was at one in Waco, um, Tuesday and you know, guys like Trevor there, that's where they're at. And so you get to go compete against guys that not only you look the greatest up to of all the time. best, I, I, no doubt and, and keep getting better. And so it's, I, I think that at the end of it, I like to, I like to have a focus of something to go after and I like to prepare and do the work in between which is what I did when I rode bareback horses. So. so real quick, before we go to our next guest, last night, Tacey Webb uh, with the oh, WCRA, she comes out, broke. she has to be uh, two point something. She's 2.87. Yeah, she's got to be, I think, 2.9, I think it was, and she was 2.8. She's 2.8. She's going to make it if with two ladies to go. She Crowd could make the million-dollar round. Up. She could win a million dollars, and the next gal beat her by one, one tenth. One, 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 yeah. one She was 268, and then the next gal, the very next rope breakaway roper, was 267. I have never been in a coliseum oh. where the crowd air, the has just... just went, and I felt so bad because this gal just made the top two, but she knocked out Tasty for the million, and she's riding out, and everybody's not clapping that she's in the top two. It's like, ah, yeah, it well, was, crap. It was, it was a like a roller coaster because so the anticipation like she was in so so there's two ways that she could have done this she could have either done what she did she could have had to win her way into saturday or could she, or she could have qualified by being number one in the leaderboard and been guaranteed to be saturday but she has a job so i mean she's an icu new nurse and she doesn't get to just rodeo she you know only and so she ended up uh third or something i think and so she she had to win first or second last night to advance and so then we're watching and the the, the round was sort of soft you know for what it could be and so she's seventh out and so we're all standing there at the fence and she did it 
We're all high fiving yeah. each other. Oh my and gosh, stuff. the and crowd then, went wild. Oh, the energy. Yeah, every everybody kind of got it right. Like mm-hmm. that's a cool thing about those moments. They don't happen very often in rodeo. But when they do, like you can feel an energy that that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. And that was one of those times, and it was only going to be bigger tomorrow, right? And so all she's got to do is sweat the next two. And Jade Kinney just just backs in there and does what she's supposed well, to do. Well, and you know, but, you can't ask her not to do try to do the best. Well, she's supposed to. But, I mean, in, in, in Tacey's defense, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. And yeah. so her calf run a little bit, Jade, you know, and not take anything away from Jade, but Jade's was slower. Yeah. But Tacey, this draw, like, yeah. like what would have what would have everybody have done if she'd have backed in there and been nerfed up and, you know, rode her horse forward two or three times, you know, clearly she's in her head now. And then she misses the barrier, breaks the barrier, break or misses the calf. Been like, well, you know, I figured she wouldn't, you know, for that yeah. much money or whatever. No, she just, just like business as usual. She well, just you know, backed in there and did the, her job. The one thing that I hate so much, and that's one thing with rump chat, we can't quite be as normal because we're on the radio, which is great, but we can't say all the things we want to sometimes, but I hate with all my heart when somebody interviewing a contestant is like, what do you want to do going into today's round? Well, you want to win. Yeah. Like, how yeah. dumb of a question is yeah. that? Well, I'm just going to try to place today. I'm going to try to place fourth. So if I can be fourth, I'm going to be good. No, your mindset. What's your mindset going in? What's uh, your mindset? Mindset. To win. I'm not going to yeah. lay off the barrier. I'm going to go win like I did in 1999 when I won the uh, Kansas High School State Finals on the steer wrestling. But you know what I'm saying? Like, is that not just the dumbest question? So like last night, I, I felt so bad because I've, I the competition was great. I would have loved to see her tomorrow go for the million. But you know what? That's rodeo. What are we going to do? You know, you, you can't script it. The cool thing about the Triple Crown is, okay, there's, there's two guys that are going to be up here tonight that are still eligible for the Triple Crown. Yep. So they have that won at the Cowtown Christmas. Can Christmas. they win the million? Well, no. They've already won once. Yeah. So if they win yeah. here, this is second. And then so, the next one, Salt yeah, Lake. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. 47. So Tim O'Connell, I mean, you like yep. his chances? Or Riley Webb. Riley Webb's won three. He almost won last year. Yeah. Here. Riley Webb had to run one calf for a million dollars. He was 17 years old. Oh, Cole, Cole Elsher. Cole Elsher. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. There's our horses. fact checkers you were talking fact about checker. earlier. Yeah, you I figured checker. they'd chime in sooner. Scott, but, get us a couple more boat drinks, would you? Yeah. So we got a tab. We got a tab, rum chat. Yep. Not everybody here, just just me and Hambone and Jeff. Orange juice and around for the house. And the Bulldoggers. Yep. Yeah. So I mean that's a cool thing about <laughs> about the triple crown is like it's it's over for Tacey K right now, but it's not over for Riley Webb. It's not over for Tim O'Connell. It's not over for Cole Else. Would you ever think yeah. about cracking your rigging back out for four events? Well, that's that's let me ask you that that's a good question. But to go along with that. Now, if this if the WCRA in this format was around when you were driving home from Houston, oh, absolutely, you'd have been yeah, I've been what another five yeah. years probably. I, well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I mean, who knows? Depending, I mean, how good how good could you be? You you would nominate your events, you get in. You're not trying to beat it up and down the road. Yeah, you know, especially at that point, in, you know, your career where you could just lay back and go, I'm going to go for this big money, you could make just as much as everybody else, and, and go. And not have to when I want to 150 rodeos a year. Yeah, no, you wouldn't have to go much at all. I would, I would pick a couple places where I knew the horses were good. Go get on some good ones. 
if and, you if you had an exemption into the American, would you? I don't know. Um, I had an exemption to the American once, and uh, well, actually, I I didn't. I had to. I, I've. It's a funny story. So I that's how I got to go into the world's toughest. They were the qualifiers at the time. So I went to Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and some other place I'd never been before. St. Paul, all Minnesota. Really, really hot, too. Yeah, maybe St. Paul. Yeah, I was. Is that where the world's biggest mall is? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mall, the, yeah. mall, the, uh, mall of the American. Mall of America. Energy Center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I did. I went there, too. So uh, I went to those places to get qualified to the America. I made a, I got a qualification because I wanted to win the million. Right. I thought, well, that's my chance. And so then like two weeks before it, they called me and they said, Hey, we gave you an exemption. I'm like, <laughs> how about you keep your exemption and I'll take my, you know, qualification. They say, you can't like, Ooh. Yeah. So I went from having a chance to ride for a yeah, million to riding for a hundred. In that format, you had to go through the qualifying mm -hmm. system to be able to eligible for yeah. the million. Yeah. If you were invited, you were not eligible. You could still win. Yeah. 300,000, but a well, hundred or a hundred. I'm sorry. A hundred thousand. Yeah. Which is still good. No, that's still good, but you could rodeo for a year on a hundred thousand <laughs> right yeah, now. You maybe five dollar diesel. Yeah. You could spend a hundred thousand rodeoing in a year pretty easy and stay close to the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. And you know how much time you got. Don't worry about it. We may be off radio, but we can go all afternoon. The, la the last time fuel long. was uh, $5 a gallon. Speaking of my traveling partners, Jason Havens, he converted his truck to run on vegetable oil. Do you remember that? I, I remember there was no, a, I don't remember. There this. was a story in the PSN about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he you had guys a, would pull to a restaurant and see if he get 97 Dodge. And he put this, uh, it had the tank in the back and you fill it with French fry sauce, it. but yeah, the vegetable oil. So he could go to Brewster's here and he could go to the kitchen and say, hey, can I, do you have a barrel of your used vegetable oil? Because, I mean, it only lasts for so long and they have to change it out. Yeah, yeah. And so um, some places more so than others. But <laughs> we've, we come, we found out that Chinese restaurants are a good place to get it. They have cleaner vegetable oil. So anyways, you clean it, you put it in there and you start your truck on diesel. And once the vegetable oil gets up to 180 degrees, it burns the same as diesel. So. Anyway, so then we would just go from we went this is from rodeo amazing. to rodeo Chinese restaurant to Chinese this restaurant. This is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So you guys rodeoed for a free. A lot cheaper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not for free, but you know. Yeah. No, it helped a bunch. So uh, look out everybody this year this summer coming to a Chinese restaurant yeah. near you. Yeah, if you Rodeo buy, Cowboys and need to get down the road. If you could buy a 97 Dodge for under 27 20,000. No joke. Wow. Well, that's This has been awesome. It has been great. This is about the second year in a row we get uh, Bobby Mo. Oh, hold on. Here's our cocktail waitress, Mr. Scott Davis. That <laughs> <laughs> drinks. What a, what a beautiful cocktail waitress we have with Scott. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. You're so beautiful. Well, you know what? It's always We great. love here at Brewster's. There's like, I don't know, probably what, 12, 1,500 people? Yeah, at least um, 1,500 so people here. It's, I just got to thank also uh, – Buck Days, Rodeo Corpus Christi. This is, you know, this is a, an amazing event to work. You know, um, I was in Guyman last week, which was an awesome rodeo. I mean, spot my bareback ride, and holy cow. I mean, 92 to win it. Really? So, yeah. But it Guy, was, it was really good. But you, but by you have the a four-perf rodeo, and this is kind of kudos to Frontier. 
you have Frontier, Colin Pickett, and Championship Rodeo at a four-perf rodeo. That's How good. often does that happen? You know what I'm saying? At a 7,500 at a rodeo, well, you have that. Here, but they're all here, too. Yeah. But you have that juice there. But yeah. what I'm saying is Frontier, who's here, here, they all, yeah. you know, they come here. And it's uh, when you're going for 550000 plus dollars, unbelievable. And, and, and uh, it's three quarters of a million dollars next week in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. For yeah, just the, the girls, fall. yeah, the, for the women, <laughs> women's rodeo world championship. That's a big deal. They'll win, they'll win sixty thousand in just one round, sixty thousand a piece. Good lord, how are you doing it? How, how I mean, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, uh, it it blows my mind. Yeah, but it's getting it's getting all kinds of ladies back into rodeo or in rodeo or young up and comers, and it's gonna it's gonna continue to grow it. So the I mean, ICU that, that was nurses. Our, of the world certainly yeah yeah i mean that was our charter from the beginning to make to make rodeo better like you have to supplement it for a while to get it to where you know from where it was or is to to where there's more people doing it and but at the same time there's enough people that rodeo that if they just like this if that this has been Aaron simultaneously not only just on on ride pass but also on cowboy channel and pluto tv yeah through yeah three different and so i think that that's that's great for us because we've been we've been putting these events on i don't know is this the ninth or tenth how many have we done four years four years four years I mean, of 11 it. where's your fact over checker? 11 million dollars we paid out come on fact and, checkers and somehow in rodeo there's a lot of people have no idea what we do yeah or they they it's something different and they're like automatically it's like well it's a us or them type of a thing and it ain't that at all. I mean, you guys have been here now. We've been together on this. This is our second year. And so has, have you seen any like, well, okay, well, let's not talk about the PRCA. No, nope. that's not no, like not it's one not bit. that at all. It's about, it's about rodeo. It's about embracing Benefit the, the sport of rodeo and try to make it better. Our, we come at it from the direction of, you know, our customer is the rodeo athlete. We look at them like athletes. I, I did it and I feel like I wasn't just a cowboy who – rodeoed and partied and drank. We already talked about this, right? Like yep. it was how I put food on the table. Yep. And I think that there's more people out there that maybe could do that, but don't want to um, live in it? a truck and trailer or, or van with three sweaty dudes for a year yes. just so they can make the qualifications to the big rodeos to have a chance at it, right? And so right here is a prime example. This is a big rodeo. It's a great environment. And you're going to have, we had a kid last night, the kid in the bareback riding, the the youngest kid here in the bareback riding. And he rode good, like really good. Didn't matter who he was. Like, I can't call out his name right now. He had a questionable spur out. We have Mm -hmm. Cooper, Cooper Cook. Cooper Cook. Yeah. Cooper Cook. Yep. So, yep. So he's, so he's not going to make it back because, because it looked like in real points. Yeah. In real life, it looked like he might've missed that horse out. So the judge, like our officials and you interviewed one of them yesterday, well, they can just react. They see something they can throw the flag because it can be challenged. So he challenges it. Replay challenge. doesn't matter if he's Cooper cook or uh, Tim O'Connell replay officials going to review it. They overturn the call. He gets the points. He makes it back. Like that kid is going to go from, high school and college rodeo. I don't even know if he's in college rodeo yet to having a chance. He's going to crack one back for, you know, 
with Tim O'Connell and probably on a, on a frontier or, or picket horse. And if he rides good enough, he's going to win. And like when, when I started, um, you had to rodeo for a few, the old saying, pay your dues, right? Pay your dues, not only to get in the rodeos, but then before they would even notice you. Right. right. And so, and so like this helps a kid like that to go f- like, maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't, but he got to see how he stacked up against the best guys on the best horses. And he's going to leave here with some confidence and some money in his pocket. And he'll take that next step. And we've seen a lot of guys who have, who have turned, you know, wins on our stage into NFR qualifications, you know, mm-hmm. help them to realize their dreams. And it's resonated through, you know, I'm roadie managing at San Angelo now. And we went from when I started, we were 20,000 added. They added, they went to 30, uh, 35,000 added. We got them that. And then this last year we were 45,000 added. So, but it's, it's these events like this that offer that much money. Like, okay, you know, 20,000 added back in the day was huge. Now it's like, eh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 grand. I might yeah, go. Yeah. I could maybe go over here, you we'll know, win this. We'll see what happens. I could, either way, either yeah, way's I could good. lay back and I'm going to go to Corpus and I'm going to go to, you know, Salt Lake and for, you know, your events and, and, and win as much. So you, that has spurred everybody else to go, man, we got to play this game. Spurred. Did you, you like that? On See what did right there? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it's done nothing but like you say, nobody's against each other. We're all for the betterment of rodeo. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's I think kudos to you guys and, and what you guys are doing and what you guys are working for. So we're just uh we're honored you can come hang out with us. And Hall uh of Famer right here. Congratulations, Bobby Moat, Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer, president of WCRA, and um, you know. If I could say anything, get your elbow up a little bit more, maybe on that head loop. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Something to work on. <laughs> Bobby Moat. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Bobby. We got to bring up our next guest right now. Uh, appreciate it, boss. <laughs> thank you for the job, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really. That was awesome. Thanks, Bobby. Okay. You Blue, bring him up. Blue Mound, <laughs> Kansas. When you talk about Bobby Moat and the life and rodeo, our guest, oh, look at this. This is so rump chat style. Walking up with a beer. Oh, my gosh. That I paid for. Yeah. That, well, not I, me and Hambone together. Here, sco- uh, scoot this, this way a little bit, Jeff. From Blue Mountain, Kansas, a guy who's won every all around there can be, a great steer wrestler, a great calf roper, a steer guy. Um, he was my arch nemesis in high school, and he didn't even know it. And now we're good buddies, and I still owe him like twenty five dollars amount money from nineteen ninety six. Probably right. The great, the one, <laughs> Jeff Miller. Round of applause, everybody. <laughs> yes, the cure. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, I'm so glad that Jeff's finally on here because Jeff. Uh, here's what I know about Jeff Miller: he doesn't really listen to podcasts. But he knows people that listens to Rump Chat. So throughout the year, you'll... And you've talked crap about him. No, I haven't. That's kind of what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, you got to get up to You got to get like... like That's what I've heard, yeah. There you go. I've never talked bad about you, Jeff. (laughs) Except Uh, for in high school. But I, I did not. Talk I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the one from yesterday. See, we say crap because we're live on 94.7. Talking... Talk and country. I did it live. Yeah, we are on the radio. Right here in Corpus Christi. That's why we're really well behaved. Thank you to our radio partners. 94.7. 
So uh, when I was in high school, so when you talk about a life in rodeo, the whole Miller family has been involved in rodeo with your sisters, with Danny and and everybody. Like from the time you guys were born to now you're 42, you won the round on Wednesday night. Uh, Jeff honestly is, and I'm not trying to kiss your butt by no means, but you're kind of timeless because wherever a lot of people have dropped off, uh, including myself, yep, especially in the bulldog. And yep. I invite you all the time to practice. I know you do, uh, and you are still rodeoing and still doing good, and still love it. And and the thing about it is that I think so cool about you, Jeff, is where a lot of people are like, but it was fun for a while. When I see you, you still got the drive. You still you you're hauling younger kids, and you're really giving back to rodeo. And I kids. think that's pretty badass. Kids. Called you guys kids. Well, you know what I mean. They're old enough to be at the bar. So, well, yeah. When I when I say I'm, that's I'm, a prerequisite to getting the rig. Isn't yes, <laughs> I'm that old man. That if you're 25, you're a kid now. Like yeah. I've I've reached that point in my life. Well, I'm a little bad to call them my boys just because they're all around and and uh, they're not boys. They're men. They're married. They've got kids and but they but are younger. Kids. They are younger than me. So yeah. yes. So you're like the cre- and you're still in great shape. You look way better than I do. But Jeff, like Jeff, uh, when when I first met Jeff way back in the day when we were in high school, Jeff was the coolest guy in high school rodeo. Okay, <laughs> like all the chicks wanted to hang out with Jeff Miller, and this is true. And I can even name names, but I'm not going to. <laughs> we, we shouldn't. I'm not going to. But like we get to a high school rodeo, and and the Millers they had the like a really nice Chevrolet pickup. Yeah. and a living quarters trailer they were those guys they had the uh like the fake grass outside no. yes you did yes you did things got a lot nicer when i went to college when it was mom and the girls getting to go with dad right dad, dad relinquished on a few things that yeah. we didn't have when i was <laughs> in high school rodeo. so there there was two guys that were cool the two coolest dudes when i first started was a guy named he was from nebraska but he rodeoed in kansas ben stanley oh yeah and jeff miller and everybody wanted to hang out with him and Ben Stanley had like Elvis style sideburns and he was a, As great a freshman, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but why did you not like Jeff? Cause he was good. He beat me all the time. It wasn't much fun. I was quite unaware of that until literally five minutes ago. No, we thought told, we were buddies. I've told you that before. I mean, like after high school, obviously we, we've got to be really good friends, but, uh, you know, in Kansas, uh, we've had a lot of great, so many good guys, um, especially in the bulldog and, you know, like I said yesterday, the guy that always uh, still is mean to me, uh, Jason Lair from Emporia, Kansas. Chancey Ju- Larson, probably Jewel. the best. Jewel. Jewel's nice Chancey sometimes. Larson might be the best Bulldogger to never, never make the NFR besides you. <laughs> yeah. Ch- Chancey's had a ton of success, yes. Ton. ton. But yeah. you know what? I, like, I honestly don't want to ever put that NFR yeah. hex on anybody because the thing about it is, like, I hate when people say, well, he was pretty good, but he never made the NFR. You know what? It doesn't matter. Like, look, at it, it, in any event, if you look at Corey Wall, who's a bullfighter, who's one of the probably one of the best bullfighters there was. Eddie Hatfield. Eddie Hatfield never worked the NFR. I don't feel like you have to make the NFR to alternate. have a good career. I mean, I think they're both alternates. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at your career, how many people can say they're still rodeoing and doing good as long as you have? Yeah. No. And the NFR, every time I left the house, I mean, that was obviously gold mine a long time ago. Um, life things happened. I had a great horse that broke his leg and, and, uh, and then dad was gone and, and things changed. And, and I have had a lot of luck. I, like I said, I changed kind of the way I rodeoed and the, and the mindset that I had then. And now we do it the way I do it now and a lot of success. And like I said, I've got a lot of young guys that, 
are around and the steers and and the steers are a big deal you know 15 years ago when i started them i started them only because Freud quit and and i thought well you know if i'm going to stand here and complain i better have a dog in the fight so i bought 24 head and we started 15 years ago and now we buy 200 and send them all over the country and yeah. and uh you know i keep doing it simply because i'm terrified of the day that i can't enter and can't compete and so the steers should keep me involved well, so that that yeah. for our listeners real quick so jeff's actually a stock contractor uh has set of bulldog and steers and um actually a shout out to one of your employees my brother andy hilton <laughs> Uh, who has hauled many of Jeff Miller's steers. <laughs> We've been texting this morning on Strong City. <laughs> His birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday. Um, I call him something, but we're live on the 94.7, <laughs> and I can't call him that. The Jeff um, Miller Employee of the Month, Andy yeah, Hilton. Andy Hilton. Go, yeah. So anyway. but There's no bonus, Andy. Don't, don't <laughs> look for that. Anyway, so, yeah, you definitely have a stake in the game. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and I think that where you got to give a big shout-out to the steer wrestling event, uh, when you're buying these steers, it's not like buying a bucking horse. If you buy a really good bucking horse, you can count on that bucking horse to be good for a while. In the steers, when you buy a, a set of steers, you don't know what you're going to get. Honestly, I oh, mean, no, you're I mean, buying a chance. So out of so, if you buy say a hundred steers, out of those hundred steers, when you start running them and going through them, how many of those hundred actually are good enough to keep hauling? If we break in a hundred head, we hope. I hope. That I can send 90 to a rodeo really you know of the other 10 some will pass away some you know break a horn you know things break when yeah. we're breaking them in some of them are just kind of like chubby kids at recess they're never going to make it right and I, I and that's why I got so much respect because it's not like it's a money-making deal for you oh no you don't it's really make money no it's like I said I have a full-time job for a reason so what what like uh for our people at home that don't know Corny steers, Mexican corny steers that we use at these rodeos, they are not cheap. No, no. especially right now. We are, yeah, right really now. hard to get because you all get them used to get them from a, a certain state in Mexico, correct? Uh, the last time I talked with my border guy, there's there's a nine city, state, county, area, region that because of COVID hasn't been redeclared TB free. And so that's what they what they told me was that's where about 50% of all the steers we use up here come from. And so, yeah, we are branching out into quite a few other areas to find the cattle and, and get the cattle up here that we have. So, and explain to, to people who don't know, it, it is a complete business. And I've learned this on the San Angelo side of, of has to be from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the PRCA passed a rule in the mid-80s, I think, that basically mandated that all steers in the steer wrestling must be uh, in-branded, which coming from Mexico. Uh, the only place we can run native North American cattle would be North Dakota and Wisconsin because of the they have state yeah. state laws that prohibit inbranded cattle from coming into their state. But you can't get it approved, can you, by the event director to have Matt can maybe that's just well, well, team roping. Basically, if you yeah, in the team roping, yes, you can run you can run North Americans, Longhorns, uh, or something. yeah, yeah, you can run things from up here. Uh, Matt tries really hard to push and make sure we run inbranded cattle um everywhere the, the yeah yes sir the steer wrestling director um and then uh the only time you can run a north american outside of one of those two states is if you are a contractor they the psa doesn't make you hold two herds so if you have a rodeo in wisconsin like like marty barnes he has spooner so he can run one set of north americans they don't make him buy two herds and so when he steps outside of those two states and does ponka nebraska then he can run his north americans there 
there's so much more to that like so much oh yeah we can. like it, it blows my mind but i i really have a deep appreciation for it because you know especially with the cowboy channel and everybody watching it's so easy to watch somebody go man those steers suck why'd they run them some bucks they're not around like yeah. you can't go to a cell barn and be like you know what i'm gonna do on tuesday i'm gonna go put a set of bulldog and steers together yeah and no. so to, to have that if we don't have guys like Jeff Miller, we're not having Especially these Especially big rodeos like San Angelo, when you got 155 guys entered, half enough, so say 80 to 90 with, with extras, mm -hmm. that's a big set of steers. Oh, yeah. And to, rodeos, to make them all even? I mean, come on. You're on Dodge City's back-to-back, -back, so we've got to have one for everybody. We're at 110, you know, and Jace Ooh. Honey and J.J. Miller and myself, we, we control the three biggest herds in the country. Yep. And, and just getting those cattle in, I mean, we – don't fight with one another, but I mean, we are competing for the same cattle to get them up here. And you talk about guys complaining. I, you know, I send out 70 text messages when we break in a herd of cattle. If I get 10 guys, I jump up and down and do a dance. I mean, it's, it, you know, we get to, there you go. There's one of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and the guys that have moved over there, they're, they're great. They're around. I mean, I, you know, they, they show up all the time. And I mean, the first hundred head in the fall, super excited. Everybody's my friend. The next, 50 to 75 they're like are we about done yet in the last 25 i mean they don't even look me in the eye they just hate me and hate themselves well but if we don't have guys like you what are we going to do and there's there's more and more because uh financially feed is up <laughs> fuel is up everything is up we want to keep having these events but like the dedication and the money that you have to have to keep these herds of cattle coming is getting ridiculous but if everybody gets out what are we going to do so you exactly. have you have to have somebody like you that is obviously you're not getting rich like <laughs> yeah. this you don't go you know what i'm going to make some money you know what i'm going to do i'm going to get in the time event cattle business <laughs> yeah. that seems like a good idea yeah. i'm just excited to be here and you're paying the tab yeah I, well <laughs> not quit saying you okay. it's both me and him yeah so, josh is helping you yeah so that makes it a little easier his birthday party yeah, yesterday. It, yeah it's okay yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know uh over the years for all the the rodeos that you've got to go to we love bulldoggers on this show we talk about them all the time i want you to talk a little bit about how the the steer wrestling community is so much different than any other people in rodeo yeah i mean like i said you talked about good guys in kansas and one guy you didn't mention is shane henderson oh yeah shane. shane's had such a huge impact on me and and uh the first pro rodeo i went to uh, me and my dad were at, were at Benjamin Stables. Well, you guys had that. Oh, you yeah, had that rodeo. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you know, and got the wire mesh fence, and and I'm an hour and a half from home at my first pro rodeo and got my permit, and dad's there, and Wade Wilson sent us up there. He said, just, you'll be fine. Just go up there and do the things you always do. And Shane searches me out, we've never met, asks me what steer I have, tells me about him, and then asks me if I need anything, and then goes out and annihilates one, like 3739, and like I said, I'm not even sure I got off. I just remember his run. Still see it today in my head. And so, so that's huge. But you talk about the community and it is, we're all tight, you know, um, kind of a funny story is we, we ended up down here and we had a room, we got a room for the first two nights, check to see if we advanced. Um, and we did luckily, um, two out of the four of us in the rig advanced and, uh, looking around for a place to stay and Shane fried had got a beach house. And so for the last three days, 12 bulldoggers, 12 oh bulldoggers have been that's in this house. That's how bulldoggers There's 13 roll. beds. I mean, it's, it is perfect. And I mean, we cooked breakfast this morning and, 
and uh, we're 50 yards from the beach and, and uh, every one of us is burnt to a crisp and, <laughs> and, but no, I mean, there was, it, it's been great. We just hang out and, and it's, like I said, just, you know, the random stuff that has went on the last three days is worth its weight in gold. Well, you know, uh, when you look at the groups, you know, there's always new groups like the new group right now that's kind of kicking tail is, you know, Waggisback and Kyle Irwin and their group. But, you know, if you look back at all the the buddy groups over the years with Oak Berry's down here, you know, with uh, he does a lot with oh, Oak yeah. Berry Jr., the the Bulldog, but like Oat and Ricky Huddleston. Yeah. And, and that's Damn. one cool thing. Like we got to rodeo, me and Jeff, the first year we both made the circuit finals was in 2001. Yep. And it was Ricky Huddleston, Oat Berry, Chancey Larson, Shane Henderson, uh, Dusty Duval, Garrett Noakes. Garrett Noakes. You talk about some bulldog and son of Tom, a gun. Tom right White there. was there with the Grays back yeah. then. Yep. Uh, and you know what? That's one thing I feel on Rump Chat. I get, and I want you to give me a little verification on this. I'm not asking for. <laughs> oh, here it goes. But I bulldog. You were damn so good. awesome, Big Bear. You did. You did. Like I said, I was just telling Connor, one of the youngest one with us, and he's like, he's like, well, what did Justin win? I was like, man, he went to college finals. He, I can't remember if you won the region or second the region, but I, I know the, you went to the college. Yeah, team. I won the region twice. I beat Stockton Graves. Not a huge deal. It, well, you know, <laughs> you know, Stockton's a bad man, and so you know, congrats for that. But yeah, uh, no, uh, I think about this run. I think I've told you this story um, many, many years ago at Fort Smith. I was winning the second round and uh, last perf Saturday night. And Justin, you know, obviously has had questionable haircuts throughout his life. But at this point, he was shaving it <laughs> right up to the ridge here. And, I mean, he could pull it down to his chin. I had hair down to here. Yes. And on Saturday night, you know, I'm winning, still winning the round. We left. I don't know where we're at. And I get a call. And I'm like, well, did I win the round? They're like, not exactly. They said rump won one, run one till people quit watching and just jerked the wine out of him and stood up, took his hat off and they played some rock song and he gave this big head banging move. And I ripped my hat off and started whipping my hair, just yeah, yeah. whipping it around. Yeah. I'd take my hat off, but it's not near as pretty as yours. <laughs> yeah. That was, I was traveling with uh drew Melvin, Dang. Shane Henderson, uh, Tyson Britton. Oh yeah. And, uh, tool, tool too, I think. Well, we had a couple Brady Bartell. We had Brady Bartell yes. with us. And that the, was, the runner of all rodeo queens everywhere. That, that, was, <laughs> that was a wild bunch. Actually, the first year we went, we were all speaking in of a, Andy Hilton in a, <laughs> in a Capri camper and not like Shane's first rig, uh, that Capri camper. It wasn't like one of those pretty like bareback rider Capri campers. It <laughs> just off matching the, oh, uh, that was actually his second. When I got to him, he still had the Brown one. Oh, you actually did get a newer one. Like, the brown one he had before that, that him and Casey Burdick went in was scary. You know what? Everybody, you could get five bulldoggers in a Capri camper and rodeo and be happy. You know? Oh, yeah. And I, I, I feel like uh, we just watched this TikTok when they're talking oh. about bulldoggers. All right, we got to play this. In their natural habitat. <laughs> so somebody made this. And it's absolutely hilarious. I think it's Jordan Holland, man. And we're, I don't, we probably signed off on 94.7, but I don't care. We're going to keep going because this is good stuff. So this is uh, – somebody made this, and it's describing the uh, personalities, mentalities, slash what you whatever you want, of the three time event groups. Disciplines. <laughs> Disciplines. Here we go. Hold on. Ah, yes, bulldoggers in their natural habitat. They travel in large packs. They did most likely to be your best friend. 
But don't let these gentle giants fool you, as they're most likely sipping whiskey from a coffee cup and sharing stories of hunting grizzly bear with a stick. Next, we have the event of tie-down roping. Tie-down ropers, known for their extremely good looks, fast hands, they generally keep a five to ten foot radius around them at all times to ensure they're the better looking one within that vicinity. However, you do not want to step within that radius because it may trigger their flight or fight response system. Next, we have the classic event of team roping. Team ropers, cheeky little fellows. They're generally unkept with messy hair and untucked shirts. You can find the header being a responsible one at Slack watching the score while their healer's most likely nursing a hangover with a white claw, leaving the back of the trailer with the head as wide. <laughs> that might I be- don't know whoever that was, but he's a genius. Jordan yeah. O'Holland sent me that. And it's it's pretty accurate. <laughs> like everything and you you are actually you uh you're actually bi because you are a steer what? wrestler by a video. Yeah. yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's finish that statement, please. <laughs> We was about to unleash some real information on Rugs. Hey, we're are we off the radio? We're a one animal chaser right here. I don't. Where is our radio guy? I guess we're off. Is he gone? Okay, good. Making cuss. All right, yeah. Let's get this shit going. All right, shit. No. (laughs) But like, you were also a tie down roper. You've won. We're back, Rump. You've won Oakdale, uh, several big rodeos. Newsflash, Jeff Miller's bye. What's by event? By event, please I, let's I, finish. Okay, I did not. What's say bad that. about Oakdale is the year I won the Kevro, when I also won the all around. I was so excited to go back, you know, the next year and see my name because they got a wall in there in their in their community building or whatever right there that lists every Oakdale champion. You know, it's got the tree on the buckle and it's it's awesome. And I go in the next year and it says Jess J E S S Miller. <laughs> did you throw I've a got such a common name how could they mess it up no i just didn't say you, anything. you should say something it was what it was it, you know what i got was the, the b bar b bar oh yes h bar b bar yeah where dreams you get to are walk made in and, and fight your way out where dreams are made and hearts are broken yes the bachelupi family owns that actually uh i'm actually good friends with uh dominic uh who lives in red or oakdale I'm going to get that Jess changed to Justin Rumford. <laughs> there you okay. go. Yeah. Would that not be great? I mean, since, it would you, beat be something, me, yeah. since you beat me in high school rodeo on the Bulldog, um, yeah. I could have Justin Rumford as the uh, all-around thing was champ. I graduated and you were able to get a saddle too. I remember the one weekend that I was so happy. Uh, me and Jeff, we were both about, he was beating me, but I was a few points behind in, in the steer wrestling. And we were at Lake in Kansas and Jeff didn't come to the rodeo because he stayed home to go to prom. Yeah, I only went one night. I was there the second day. You must have had a hot date. I was so excited. <laughs> I'm like, thank God Jeff's not here because I skipped my prom and Tanya Wagler wanted to go to prom with me. And I said no, because you know what I cared more about than having a hot date was beating Jeff Miller. <laughs> and I did it. Was Tanya and hot? She was a she was a solid <laughs> six. <laughs> But it's like my dad said, they can't all be sixes. You know what I mean? (laughs) She wasn't bad, but you know. uh, You ended up pretty well. You did pretty well. Oh, I did great. Ashley's wonderful. But I wasn't, you can verify this. I I wasn't that cool in high school. (laughs) I tried to be cool. You were always friendly. I was always friendly, but I talked shit about you behind your back. I just want you to know. That's what I'm finding out. But we're friends now. Yes. It's funny. And we're back. (laughs) After when he went to, then Jeff went to Southwestern Oklahoma State, and I went to Northwestern. and, and. Another great Kansas cowboy that this is his actual name, 
Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. We my rodeoed roommate. with Clint Eastwood. He was your roommate yeah. and one of the coolest guys ever. And he was another oh, yeah. great athlete. It's crazy to think like. Athlete's an excessive word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was good at rodeo. He was. He was good. Clint Eastwood. But, you oh, know, yeah. you, you think about the long term. What is success in rodeo? Is it winning a world championship? Is it going to the NFR? I don't agree with that. I think it's being able to rodeo your whole life. You know, like my path is not what I thought. You know, when I started rodeoing, I all I could think about was the NFR. I wanted to make it the Bulldog, and I didn't. And that's okay because, I mean, I'm getting to rodeo full-time. I'm awesome events like this. I'm getting paid to have some drinks and hang out Be with my stupid. friends. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's worked out the same as you, you know. It's the relationships that we get. It's the guys that are with me. You know, what you've done, you know, I mean, where and, you know, you didn't succeed on one path, but you have been yeah. wildly successful on another. I win every perf now. Yeah. You know, yeah. 10 gold If they don't believe you, row. just ask you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, but, like, looking back, though, uh, when we were talking about Chancey Larson, I didn't like Chancey at first because he's always rude, and he gave me wedgies and slapped me in the ear. But now looking back, I think he's a great guy. And he was 16 three times. Yeah. That looking back, I wish Chancey could have got to the NFR because that's another yeah. guy. When besides just pro rodeos, because everybody can say, "Oh, pro rodeos, this and that." All the jackpots that that they have, especially for the Bulldog, and you know Duvals and Tallahina and yeah. and Sherry Cross has got her jackpot now, and like the the jackpot scene in Bulldog is huge, which yeah. nobody knows about. Well, like Shane had his jackpot, his memorial for his boy last week. I, oh I, yeah, I want to. I want to have the Roman Fiesta started as a steer wrestling and tie down roping 600 foot arena Ooh, cheyenne yes. the best event to watch in cheyenne is the bulldog and yeah. hands down enter at once well the no <laughs> i said to watch yeah. do it do it pussy yeah. but you know honestly like the the jackpots i wish i, I really want hope we could ever have some time to go to one because a steer wrestling jackpots is so much different from a rodeo because at Steerus and Jackpots, they have they put all the stands inside the arena. You're not sitting outside. Mm. You're sitting in the arena. You're drinking beer and you're gambling yes. for 20 hours straight. Over and under. You know, uh, one of the best ones I don't have anymore. But when we had the uh, the jackpot, uh, the Tim Adle, Adles, yep. the world's richest jackpot, um, I won sixteen thousand dollars there one time, and I thought, what? I'm, yeah. You won sixteen grand. I did. Hard luck award. It was yeah, it was a big deal. I did. I won. Uh, How long did that last? Not long. I, uh, <laughs> turns out, if you give a twenty-four-year-old kid sixteen grand, I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. for those seven days. And uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know, going back, I wish I could do it again because, like I said, the Bulldogs are a close-knit group, and and there would be you know a hundred and twenty-five guys. Oh yeah, four for five hundred, and. <laughs> The only time I've really messed up there, they had the, you know, the, the, uh, Calcutta's were huge at Bulldog and Jackpots. I didn't know it was six times the money. <laughs> and I, I had my hurt leg. I'm one of my several broken legs. So I decided I had my money saved. I had $500 saved for entry fees. And I th- thought, man, I'm just going to go down there with Shane and see what happens. I'm going to buy in the Calcutta. So I bought Brian Fields, one of the best Bulldoggers of all oh, yeah. time. And I bought him for $500. I didn't know it was six times the money. So I had to go ask Tyson Britton to ask his dad if he could write me a check to buy in the Calcutta. And when everything was said and done, I won $62 over, over everything. 
you're able to pay the bills. That's, yeah, I, I that's feel a true bulldogger way. Oh, like. And the other great bulldog jackpot that everybody, we've got to go to this in Kiowa, Kansas. <laughs> John Miller's, yeah. The John Miller jackpot is <laughs> steer wrestlers. There's no cowboy hats. There's no rules. Like, you can wear whatever you want. Ball cap and T-shirt, drink beer, <laughs> run steers, just enjoy life. And that doesn't happen in other events. Yeah. Yeah, no. Who does it? Well, our no. Slack chat at Estes Park is a ball. When we, because you're right there, and then we'd have all the, we had, you know, Blake Mindeman. Yeah, Blake. Hule. Yeah. Oh, can we show the picture of Jewel on the video? Uh, yeah. That? Oh, I got, got a picture. picture of Jewel. <laughs> you got to Which show is funny. Jeff. How, you know, when we talk about Rodeo Hal, it's Hotel California, where you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Like, honestly, I got a picture with Jewel Hazen back in the day when he was a basketball player for Protection Kansas. Now, but anyway, I but might get punched to, in the Have you ever told so, Josh the story about when you stole his sandwich? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell it. No, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm no. not <laughs> You almost didn't make it. You know, Jewel hit me in the face several times. Uh, <laughs> once with a bit in Tucson. Okay, here it is. Why? He was mad. Look at that. There it is. Yeah. Okay, hold that up and <laughs> hold it really clear. Jewel Hazen. <laughs> what a wiener. <laughs> Jeff Miller said that. I'm no. Jeff Miller. I said Jewel's a wiener. No. Uh, but the, you know, the, the people. Okay, that's probably good. Let's say. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody gets it. And the that people, was Justin C. Rumford. Yes. That was Jeff Miller that no. said Jewel no. is a wiener. No, no, I did not. Uh, <laughs> Jewel Hazen, another great Kansas guy. What is it, though, about Kansas people when they get good, they say they're not from Kansas anymore? I don't know, I guess. I, Even I've Jason Lair, when he started doing good, he wasn't from Emporia. He was in Stephenville, Texas. Yeah, but you but have been representing Blue, Blue Mound, Kansas yeah. for a lifetime. I'm actually, I moved 10 miles from where I grew up, but I am the last Blue Mound address, and that was something that I kind of wanted. I wanted to make sure that this, there's not, it's not a big town, but it's where I came from. It's where my grandparents and my parents are. And, my si one sister's just still there. Kristen's still right there. And, and, uh, heck, if we left, they you know, counted. There's only 150 of them. There's <laughs> That's right. I'll always be from Sydney, Iowa. Right. Yeah. Like I lived in Weatherford, Texas. I live in San Angelo now, but I am from Sydney, Iowa, always from forever. So when you look at your career, being 42 years old, you got to win around here at the WCRA, which for you, this is absolutely perfect because you can double designate rodeos and yep. it makes sense. A guy like you who can still compete, uh, you're obviously you're helping. winning it. Say what now? You're winning it right I, now. I, I right? won my performance. Oh, okay, just, that's right. They, you're they advancing. Yeah, I, I just say. my I'm night, sorry. so I get to go. You're I advancing. get to go run another one tomorrow night. Because you're obviously not trying to knock out the lights rodeo. Oh, but no. you want to optimize, like we talked with Bobby Mo. You know, let's optimize. Let's make it count. So with the WCRA, this is something that you know you and your in your career, you're helping kids. You got steers. You got a job. You got stuff going. You want a rodeo, but you you want to maximize every run. Right. So this right. is the perfect deal for you. And I want to be able to go somewhere. And I mean, I'm not saying, like I said, I go to some amateurs around the house, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But I also want to know that if I back in at Dodge City or down here, that I'm that I can still do it at that at that place. And that's, you know, I've had several guys go with me and they're like, well, when do you think you're going to be done? And, and I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't really have a grand plan or anything like that, but I just want to know, you know, 
right now, I feel like when I'm back in the corner, I'm still dangerous. Do you feel uh, like physically, like your knees and like everybody's had knee surgeries, like physically, do you feel good at this yeah. age? Yeah, sore sometimes, no different than anything else, but I have been, I mean, make no mistake, I have been unbelievably lucky. Uh, you know, I haven't had knee surgeries, knock on wood, or, you know, really much of anything, just sore, just general soreness or strains. Um, probably just do more to blind luck than anything, but, but, uh, but no, I, I want to keep going. And like I said, as long as I still feel like I'm a threat, I'll probably keep trying them on. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I think that's, what's so cool about you, Jeff. And I'm not just kissing your butt because we used to be enemies, but, um, I think it's so cool to have the longevity. I would almost looking back, I would almost rather be able to rodeo into my forties than having five good years of rodeo and have to do something else. Honestly. Well, like you said, it's just, it, it, Bobby said it earlier, just filling the thrill and backing in and knowing that, knowing that boys are stepping up to watch and that, you know, there's a decent chance you're taking their entry fee money home, you yeah. know, and that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I also like what you said when you don't know the time frame, like how you, long you're going to go, because like even, even in clowning, which is totally different, you know, I have people say, well, what are you going to do when you get done? When are you going to be done? How long are you going to do this? Well, I don't know. I, I can't tell you because it's fun right now. I'm not saying I want to do it forever, right. but um, I don't. I also don't want to set a time frame. And you think about the steer wrestling. Me and you both got to sit together at Duval's jackpot and watch Roy Duval run a steer yep. at 70 years old. Yep. And slam him. Oh yeah. You know. And um, I've said this on here before. And we had Riley Duval on during the NFR. Riley was riding with Roy Cooper. Roy Cooper. Roy Duval. And Roy doesn't listen to the radio. And. Uh, <laughs> So Riley's sitting over there for hours and Roy's just driving in silence. <laughs> and Riley says, Roy, what are you thinking about? Why don't you listen to the radio? He said, I don't want to listen to the radio. He said, what are you thinking about? He says, I'm thinking about bulldogging and how much I miss it. Yeah. And to me, you remember when he said that, mm -hmm. that really brought me back because for the love of the game, you know, like rodeo, it sucks sometimes. But man, like it's, it's almost like a drug. It's so hard to give up. Oh yeah. And so, uh, for you to be able to do that as long as you have stay on drugs, you're like a rock star. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. you're, like, you're like Vince Neil. My mom says it's just a legal form of gambling, which Vince Neil is as fat as I Kinda. am. And he's still yeah. rocking. Hey, what now? Vince Neil is as fat as I am and he's still rocking. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, what a great career. If you retire tomorrow, I don't know how, how anybody could ever say anything, but badass what a great career to be able to be 42 years old and not knock on the guys you're hauling with you but beat the crap out of the 25 year old kids that can't keep up with the old man not a big deal uh are any of you guys up tonight y'all done throwing steers and drinking beers <laughs> they're on vacation they just they're just ready to get back down that beach and get them legs up in the air get a little sun <laughs> on them Everybody's oh, in the pretty, sun. In the sun. Everybody's okay. pretty sunburnt by Sorry, now. Sun. Legs yeah. in the air. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure no. Riley Westaver still isn't moving, is he, Mason? That boy is burnt. <laughs> so before we before we get done, what's your guys' plans like with your group? Uh, we're we're fixing on hitting the hardcore rodeo season. What's what's your entering plans from May until September? We kind of split a little bit this year. When they all moved over there, several of them, Tyler Harris and Jake Johnson and Morehouse, and a few of them moved over there a few years ago. Um, like I said. Uh, I'd been going to the same rodeos for quite a while. We went over to the Great Lakes for a couple of years, and that went well. I was able to win the average in a bulldogging and and uh, get to go back to, I say Pocatello, but that year was in Greeley. It was a COVID year. Yeah. Um, and uh, then last year, we didn't know what was going to happen, so everybody moved back to the Prairie Circuit and 
because we live right on the line. And uh, this year they, you know, they wanted to do their own thing, which was good. And, and uh, Justin was wanting to get back over there. And so they're going to go back and try them on. And they got, you know, got the breakaway over there. And there was a wife wanting to go over there. So uh, they're going to go over there. And then there's a young boy that's been coming over that Tyler found, uh, Tucker Alberts. And uh, he said he made the Prairie Circuit Finals last year and his first circuit finals filled his permit. And he said, man, I, I want to stay here. And and that's once I had somebody to go with, that was good for me. There's a few things happening. And, and my daughter's 11 and wanting to go to some junior rodeos. And and uh, so pretty much I'm just going to be around here. We got uh, Duval's coming up next week. Uh, send the steers there. And then we'll have Claremore, Fort Smith, Hugo, Strong City, Bennington. And then the next week, uh, there's Woodward, Ponca City, uh, Cleburne, Weatherford, Texas, and then North Platte. Um, and then my job gets kind of busy right there. And so uh need to pay attention a little bit. And yeah. then we'll have the we're cans in, this week. Right. Yeah. We're halfway into June right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh like I said, not a lot till the end of July in the Prairie Circuit, but that's good. I like you I said, Salt I, Lake in July. I, I, I will not be able to. It's kind of one of those deals where um I didn't nominate this and I and we talked about it before it started and and it wasn't anything against them. It's just I'll take off the first week of August for the Kansas week for all those circuit rodeos and taking off a week to go to Salt Lake. I, like I said, I needed to pay attention at work a little bit. I, I took this week off. Full time job. Yeah, well, just like I said, and my boss, Jay Domers is, is awesome. He, you know, as long as things don't, I've been there for 15 years. So they kind of know that I, I duck off every now and again, but well, the I, Domer family is very rodeo. Like right. They're, they're and, hardcore. And, and, and that's a good thing about these events. You can come down, you can pick and choose is. and win huge money and not have to go. And I'm not going to extra rodeos. They're rodeos I'm already entered in, and Correct. they're you know they're affiliated with the IPRA. So I get you know even if I don't win a check, I still get a point. They're affiliated with the URA, and so if if I nominate it, I can kind of build my points up and and make sure that I get a spot. Um, and like I said, but Salt Lake, there's nothing against it. It's great. Tyler went last year and Connor both and loved it. I just for you know I get to play some, but every once in a while I got to pay attention. That's awesome. I haven't paid attention in years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank uh, everybody. We, uh, Bobby Moat, thank you for being on today. Thank you for uh, Brewster Street Ice House. Thank you, Jeff Miller. Thank you. Uh, if you have a rodeo, call Jeff. He's got tons of steers. He's Andy Walden's. Andy O'Hallens. He's twenty-two dollars a run. <laughs> Easy. Uh, ooh, let's obviously not say he numbers. hasn't checked the border. <laughs> let's lately. not say numbers. Let's not put numbers out there. <laughs> yeah. Really? They're more. Oh. Up to That's what Bobby Joe Hill charges. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, let's, let's go ahead and end this and have another boat drink and have a burger because I'm starving. Brewster Street Ice House, The Cure, Boys Don't Cry Tonight. Well, this is not the song I picked. I don't know what it is. It's also, some, the rodeo starts at 7 o'clock tonight. Great. 7 o'clock, uh, $35. Your kids can get all the carnival rides you want. If you're, well, local radio is not here anymore. Hey, you, uh, all you 1,575 people at Brewster Street Ice House, come down tonight. Well, you can't get a rodeo ticket because it's sold out. There's, they, there's no, a concert uh, tonight. I've talked to uh, a there's Little been a Bill. concert every night, there's, Jeff. There's some I tickets. There's ones and twos. But if, if you want a ticket tonight or tomorrow, you better get online and get them right now. Yeah, it's um, – so who's uh, – tonight is uh, Clay Walker. Oh, man. The Texas kid. I've met Clay Walker. I've hung out with Clay Walker. Drank with Clay Walker. Here, let me pick this name you just dropped. <laughs> anyway, it'll be good. More rodeo Maybe action tonight. Pluto TV, Cowboy Channel, 
ride pass. If you don't see Corpus Christi, you're an idiot. Hear that, Byron? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you tonight, everybody. See you tomorrow noon. <laughs>